Welcome to the first ever Dauntless Real Estate Podcast. We're going to dive into all things real estate, development, construction, figure out together how to make some more money in this crazy world. Let's dive right on in. Topic today, why your construction contract is meaningless. Yes, I said it. Meaningless. Worthless. Rip it up. Throw it away. Before we get into that, we're going to let the Proverbs guide our steps on this one. This is coming out of 21.5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage, but everyone who is hasty surely comes to poverty. The diligent versus the hasty. Development is an industry of planning and steps. Anything along the way can and will make you fail. From the real estate side of things, the finance side of things, the zoning side of things, the construction side of things. Once the construction is done and you're leasing up, the leasing side of things. It is a crazy industry and one that rewards people for their diligence and for their excellence. Diligence and planning is what makes construction projects work. It's as simple as that. As a developer, you have to be in step with your contractor. It is not something that you can let get away. Even if you have an in-house contractor, you're a design build firm, you have someone who's in charge. And if you're sitting across the table from that employee or that staff member, that team member, you have to keep each other in check. And it's even more important if you're hiring a GC outside of your company. So here are the steps. Here's, here's what ha- happens when you get a contractor. So you'll get multiple bids. You'll get multiple contractors to give you their bids. You'll get them. You'll pick one. You'll haggle over price a little bit. You'll finalize the drawings, finalize the price, finalize the schedule, give them a contract. And you assume that they got everything in their bid. And that's the mistake. Do you think a contract can save you and you have your attorney put in all of your language, you put in all the right words in that contract so that you're not liable, which is good, you should. That's very important too. But this is my point. A contract cannot save you if your contractor just totally messes up because you're the one holding the bag. I've seen contractors miss an entire floor in their bid. So no wonder why their number was so good. An entire floor. Building was supposed to be three stories. Contractor only bid it as two. So you need to help your contractor succeed. And what happens when something goes wrong? Well, if it's something on the drawings, so a mistake on the drawings, then you're the one paying for it. Your contractor's going to say, well, the architect messed up, which they do all the time, and they're going to send you a change order, and you're paying for it. Could be 10000 bucks, could be fifty, could be 150000 could be twenty fifteen thousand dollar change orders, which is usually what happens. But you end up paying for it. Now, if the contractor messes up, they're paying for it, right? You've got all that fancy language in in your contract. But what if they can't? What if they actually can't pay for it? Or what if there's a disagreement on the issue? What if you guys aren't seeing things the same way, and they think it's your fault, and you think it's their fault, which is what usually happens? What happens in that instance is that the work stops and your only course of action is legal. 
and no one wins in a lawsuit. A lawsuit is a lose-lose situation. Once that judgment comes, even if it's in your favor, it is months down the road and you have run out of time. Attorneys are so expensive. Suing someone takes a long time. And while that's happening, what is happening to your building? Don't forget the original plan was to develop a property, not to get into a lawsuit with your contractor. So what's happening to the building? It's just sitting there. And how much is that delay costing you? How much, how much revenue are you losing by opening up two, three, four, five months late? At the end of a project, on a $10 million construction loan, development loan, at 4.5%, which is probably pretty low these days, that's $37,500 a month in interest that you're paying the bank for your building to sit there. If you're spending that much money while your property is sitting there, how are you winning even if you win a lawsuit? So we got to avoid them. Okay, we got to avoid the issues with construction. So what do you do? Good question. You need to have someone high up with skin in the game on your side go through the construction drawings. We teach this in our course, which you should buy. You can find it on Instagram. If you follow us, links are everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, they're all there. There will also be a link, hopefully, in the show notes. Dauntless.re is our handle in all those places. You read the drawings. You take notes. You mark them up. You think about things as you're looking at details, how it's going to go up. And if something doesn't make sense, you ask the questions. You do the same thing with the civil drawings. You open up the drawings. You look at the details. You see how things are being put together and you ask questions. So you go through the drawings, you make your notes, you find the potential issues, you ask the questions, and you ask your contractor, did you include this? Or you look through their scope of work and you see if they included it. And if something seems odd, then ask how they're planning on doing it. If there's a architectural feature, ask them how they're going to do it. Ask them how they're going to construct it. Are they going to get lifts out there? When are they going to have lifts out there? Are they going to do it before paving, after paving? Ask those types of questions. And what it does is it gets your contractor thinking. It, it gets them in a mindset where they know that you know. And you don't give them the opportunity to fail. Because they, their failure is your failure. That's the whole point. That's why the contract is pointless because you as a developer end up holding the bag because enough time goes by and you lose. The bank will be done with you. The investors will be done with you. It'll ruin your chances. Even if you win the lawsuit, even eight months later, if you win the lawsuit, it doesn't matter because for that eight months, you've gone through hell with your development. So be an advocate for your contractor Help them help themselves. Do it respectfully, obviously. They are professionals too. They know things that you don't know probably. So don't overstep that professional boundary. But your liability as a developer is too great. It's too significant to not get into the details and question your contractor to make sure they have not made a mistake. So that's it. Be diligent in construction. Be wise. Pursue the details. Take notes. 
do the things that other people don't and you will be more successful. You will make more money and you will get deals flowing into your lap.